You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. At the tone, the time will be 12 o'clock. Or not. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Okay. Uh, Levels up. All right, let's see. Where was that? Welcome, user slash administrator Cayenne Chris Conroy. You have one new audio bus message. Please enter transport access code. The code. Ah, here we go. Alright. There. Like that. Check. Thank you. Now, retrieving your message. You are welcome, sir. Autobus timestamp uh. audio memo 47551 from the desk of Keller Wilhelm, Assistant Director of Media Operations, uh. Wardenclyffe, Main Branch Office. Wilhelm. Regarding podcast. Uh-huh. Mr. Conroy, good to hear from you again. Uh-huh. We have been monitoring your podcast and the information you have been sending us via its subsonic frequency level with mm-hmm. great deal of interest. Mm. We do believe we can do business with you. Booyah. Our research and development sector have determined that podcasting still remains an undifferentiated media entity. Uh-huh. Too little along in its infant stages to determine its ultimate outcome and therefore ideally suited for our saturation campaign. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's skip the jargon right now, okay, Conroy? Mm. Let's get down to brass tacks. Essentially, the higher-ups in the tower and I have come to the same basic agreement. The analysts don't have a clue what they're talking about. They're blowing air out their own holes. I'll agree with that. Essentially, all they're doing is trying to sound the most reasonable and the most prophetic about what their views are and what podcasting is. Is it blog? Is it audio blog? Is it radio? Is it a new media format that will be augmenting to the principally existing formats? Poppycock. They don't have a clue. All of them are just sitting around blowing air out and trying desperately (laughs) to get their clients to listen to them so they can hit them up for even more money. And if they get any any bit closer to the actual target by the end of the statement, then, of course, they'll be the ones to congratulate themselves and pat themselves on the back over their next six-martini lunch, yeah. while the rest of them who got it totally wrong will just conveniently forget they ever brought the subject up in the first place. Yep. Now, according to my notes here, the uh, response to the information that we fed to your podcast and the dozen or so others that we've been in contact with has been overwhelming. Mm. Your listeners are responding, and we can track the neural net subpaths to to show exactly how that response has panned out. Mm. And we've gotten very much into the green zone, which we showed you before in that PowerPoint presentation of how positive that can be. Now, that brings us to the fact of the matter at hand. The higher-up suits in the tower and I believe that we need to strike now while this media is still hashing itself out and the novelty hasn't worn off. People are going to be jumping on. And the ones jumping on are creating their own little, well, their own little sea off to the side. They're little tributaries of media and creativity that at some point, thanks to the Paris Hilton and the other celebrity podcasts, will grow together. The two will strike and flow together like two, two bodies of water. It is actually imperative, absolutely imperative. Yeah. that we get our information launched into your side of this new media net as quickly as possible so that it can infect the larger side when it when they move together. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like those zebra mussels on the sides of ships. <laughs> we have yeah. to transport it in using the podcasts as we know them today. Right. And that's where you come in. We can do business with you, and we're going to continue the feeds for your programming. Uh, 
Just look for the package data as it arrives, and we should be getting it right on to you uh, with, along with this message. It, will, oh. she, it should be coding itself directly into your subroutine systems, oh, I see. even as we speak. So there's no need to worry about it. Just continue with the programming as you know it. Oh, good. The technical side will all be up to our boys. Basically, we're just mm -hmm. piggybacking in, and as I said, we've got a dozen or so other podcasts out there. You've probably met a few of them yourself, yeah. but uh, not to worry. Again, it's it's all pretty much... Uh, well, it's pretty intuitive when you yeah. get right down to it. Uh -huh. Well, I'm going to key out one more piece of information here, Conroy. Don't mm -hmm. play this memo on your podcast. You've yep. got permission to do so. Oops. I know I've got that clearance uh -oh. from the higher-ups, but you really need to muddy the waters any more than you already have. <sighs> Never mind. Anyway, this is Keller Wilhelm, Assistant Director of Media Operations at the Wharton Cliff Main Branch Office, keying out. Oops. <laughs> Good night, Conroy. Night. Hope I didn't get in trouble for that one. Ooh, didn't mean Program. That. Huh? Technical Oops. difficulties. Auto cue start. Oops, here we go. In five, four, three, two, one. June eighth, two thousand and five. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Happy Wednesday. I am Kyan Chris Conroy, and you're listening to Technical Difficulties here on the uh, on your iPod or your MP3 player or whatever it is you listen, use to listen to your podcast. To, um, welcome to the program. Uh, you may have noticed this week I decided to play something a little bit um, well, a little bit different at the uh, beginning of the show. Just something I've been hashing around with. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of extraneous information from external sources. A lot of people have been asking me where podcasting is heading. And I, I and a few others may have a slight inside track that others might not. And I've been given permission to sort of leak out a little few bits and drips of information, so I thought you might be interested in hearing that. Anyway, I've got a great show ahead for you, so please uh, tune in and keep listening. And um, if you get some sort of inspiration after listening to my podcast uh, to do whatever, just just keep doing it. You know, it's, it's useful, uh, very useful. Uh, anyway, let's get started, shall we? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Andresen's Miniature Bowling. Yes, Miniature Bowling. Tired of the same old grind of 710 splits and beer frames? Then why not head over to Andresen's Miniature Bowling all the way out on Route 53? Yes, test your metal against America's only full-size 20-lane bowling obstacle course. Everyone's favorites are still here, including the mechanical snapping alligator heads, the life-size windmill, and the 15-foot loop-de-loop. Parties of four or more give complimentary bowling shoe and hard hat rental with every game. So grab the family and head on over to Andresen's Miniature Bowling all the way out on Highway 53. But only if you've got the balls. And just in time for the summer solstice, Grumman's Universalist Life Church would like to announce this year's Psychic Fair. Yes, bring the whole family this summer out to an entire month's worth of fun on our metaphysical midway. Features returning by popular demand include Spirit Guide Caricaturist, the Goddess of Plenty Tilt-A-Whirl, Ectoplasmic Cotton Candy, and everyone's favorite, the Telekinetic Dunk Tank. And this year, we are proud to present Instant Karma, the world's longest, fastest astral projection roller coaster. You'll flash through 15 millennia in less than a second as you climb to the heights of the highest heaven, only to be dropped over the hump and down into the depths of the deepest abyss of hell. 
1,500 karmic loops whip you around as every life you've ever had flashes before your eyes. All outside the confines of your own body. You'll never leave your chair, but you'll be on the edge of your seat. Instant karma. This summer at Grumman Psychic Fair. Be there or regret it for all eternity. Difficulties proudly presents a documentary in the interest of public safety. Twister, Cyclone, The Entity, Enemy Wind, Big Scary Swirly Stormy Thing, all words to describe the tornado, nature's butt paddler. The American Midwest. Each spring and summer, the citizens of this great land of ours shudder under the terrorizing shadow of nature's wrath. Wall winds, flooding rains, punishing hail. But worst of all, nature's ultimate wind, the ultimate weapon. The tornado. Clocked with the highest speeds of wind on earth, nothing is safe from its punishing power. Farms, trailer parks, towns, even cities. But mostly trailer parks. All are subject to the wrath of nature at the hands of the punishing winds of the tornado. Tornadoes can occur anywhere on Earth and have been observed on every single continent. But, in the American Midwest, where there is the highest concentration of trailer parks, that is the tornado's true stomping ground. American history is rich with tradition concerning the myths and legends of the tornadoes. But as with all myths and legends, it's nearly impossible to sort fact from fiction without a guide. Our guide was folklorist Philo Wattlebottom. Oh, absolutely. There are all these stories that have been associated with tornadoes. Most of them pure fantasy, but some of them quite amazing. Uh, for example, it was believed in the 1800s that, that tornadoes could cause buildings to be sucked into small spaces or that they could, they could freeze flocks of geese into solid blocks of ice in full flight. They would crash to the ground with their arms to their wings still out, out flapping, you know, like they were flying away with frozen solid, just frozen geese. And that they could fuse pennies together in a man's pocket just by their mere presence. And, and also that they could make chimpanzees huge. Yeah, I'll buy that thing about the geese for a second, though. Mr. Wattlebottom is an expert on the subject of tornadoes. Their fact, their fiction. We asked him to take us to the heart of the action. Tornado Alley. Well, here we are. Why don't you go pick out a ball for yourself and I'll go get some beer. One quick clarification later and we were back on the road, seeking out Tornado Alley. A stretch of land between Minnesota and Oklahoma, this is the highest concentration of tornadoes in the entire world. Each spring and summer, this entire area is ravaged, nearly destroyed by tornadoes. But why? What exactly causes a tornado? We ask one of the United States government's top scientists to answer this little quandary for us. Professor R.J. Stolarone. 
Professor, what exactly does cause a tornado? Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there who consider themselves experts in the field of what we call meteorology. Uh-huh. Think they have the inside track about what causes tornadoes. But here in the Bush administration's faith-based science initiatives, we'd like to tell you that we have conclusive proof of what does cause a tornado? And that would be? Well, it's sin. Sin. Sin and God's wrath against homosexuals and midgets. And especially homosexual midgets. Professor Stolarone then proceeded to explain that the high concentration of homosexual redneck midgets in trailer parks determined where, when, and the intensity of a tornado strike. Seeking more information on the subject, we went to the National Weather Service and found a scientist who wasn't completely insane. Professor Peter Blakefield of the Not At All Insane Meteorologists Division. Well, uh, tornadoes are the result of massive thunderstorm systems called supercells. Huge, highly concentrated storm systems that occur when cold, dry air from the north uh, hits and interacts with warm, moist air that's coming up from the south. Uh, this causes extremely powerful thunderstorms and uh, to form with a typical anvil cloud-type formation. And if the conditions are just right... Wind shear will occur, and that will cause a funnel to form. Uh, we can track this uh, with Doppler radar. We're doing that right now, as you can notice. There's a superstorm moving in right across the Iowa area, which is near us, and uh, and that's what we're tracking using Doppler radar. So Doppler radar can be used to predict the whereabouts of a tornado then? Well, up to a point it certainly can, yes. But it can only tell us the likelihood that one's willing to form in a certain area. The only way to tell for sure is to have a trained observer on the ground known as a storm spotter. Uh, for example, if you notice on the screen here, we have uh, a storm spotter right in front of this uh, cell here. He's Billy Joe. Uh, well, let me give him a call here and I'll, I'll just find out here. He's out there in the field. Uh, uh, Billy Joe, uh, how are things out there? That's usually a pretty good indication. Once a funnel has been positively identified, it is given a rating according to its wind speed and poise on the Fujita scale. This six-point scale was created by Dr. T. Theodore Fujita in 1971 to rank the strength of tornadoes and was considered by many to be a scientific watermark, replacing the previously used three-point system, which ranked tornadoes from check it out to holy crap to E.I.E. The rankings of the Fujita scale are as follows. At F0, or 73 miles per hour or less, the damage is considered light. Chimneys may lose pieces of brick. Larger trees may lose branches, and smaller, shallow trees may be uprooted or knocked over entirely. And lightweight objects such as lawn furniture, garbage cans, or street signs may be knocked over. Nothing to worry about. Stop whining, you little puss. An F1 is 73 to 112 miles per hour. At this strength, the tornado does moderate damage. The surface of roofs may be peeled off and mobile homes may be pushed off their foundations, or overturned entirely. Moving cars are occasionally blown off the road, and small objects such as bricks or baseballs may be hurled around and become potentially dangerous projectiles. I would get a little nervous if I were you. An F2 does considerable damage. Sustained winds of 113 to 153 miles per hour. Roofs are torn completely off of frame houses. Mobile homes are demolished. Remember those trailer parks? It all starts there. Boxcars of trains flipped over completely. Large trees snapped or uprooted. Cars lifted completely off the ground and dropped on small children. And then, 
There's the F3. 158 to 206 miles per hour. Severe damage. Roofs and walls are ripped completely off of well-constructed homes. Oh, you think wood screws will save you? You're wrong. Trains are annihilated. Even the metal kinds. Entire forests uprooted and knocked over. Tractor trailers spewed across the road. Their entire loads destroyed. As if by some unholy beast. <laughs> but then, oh, then there's the F4. 207 to 260 mile per hour winds. Devastating damage. Well-constructed houses leveled. Cars and trucks. Trees just ripped into the sky as if by a vacuum. Like they're just tiny pieces of dirt sucked into some kind of giant Hoover machine. They're just gone. Taken away, ripped from the ground. No chance. <gasps> but that's not the worst. Oh no. The worst is the F5. Incredible damage! Entire towns are erased! As if the hand of God came down and just wiped them away! Trucks and trees, they're all just gone, disintegrated, ripped away, asunder! Pure devastation! Chimpanzees are huge! It's the end! Game over, man! <laughs> Remember, of course, that the Vegeta scale is only considered to assess overall general damage, and actual damage may vary according to locality or terrain. If a tornado is spotted in your area, listen for the alert sirens. Then, tune to your local TV or radio station and follow instructions. Your safety is paramount. Retreat to a designated shelter, a shelter attached to or outside of your home, or a basement. Stay close to one of the retaining walls. Always remember to stay away from windows and do not attempt to go out and look for or videotape the tornado. I mean, unless, of course, it's, like, really good and would make an amazing piece of footage we could show on TV, then, like, like I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, that, that's how it goes. And remember that while science can't tell you exactly where and when a tornado will strike, every year of research brings us closer and closer to our ultimate goal, harnessing its awesome destructive fury in a bid for total global domination. So this year, we hope you and your family have a happy and safe summer, and keep watching the skies. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of another program here on Technical Difficulties. Uh, this is June 8th. Thanks again for listening. I've had over a thousand subscribers to the shows recently. I'm very pleased about that. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, if the higher-ups get moving here, I'll have some new features for you coming up. And uh, we're going to have a new to Ask Dr. Kenji soon if you were listening to the earlier one. So it'll be fun enjoying doing that. I've got to send some more questions off to Dave and Kenji for them to put together an answer for uh, some quick uh, plugs here. Head on over to uh, Podcast Minnesota or Podcast MN, that's one word, dot com. If you'd like to hear about uh, some of the podcasters that I belong to, some of the other groups. Uh, so a lot of people I've already plugged on here and you'll get to hear some uh, really cool podcasts over there. You also might want to head over to uh, First Crack Podcast. You can get there from the uh, Podcast Minnesota, the podcastmn.com website. Or... You can go over to Garrick Van Buren, G-A-R-R-I-C-K-V-A-N-B-U-R-E-N.com. It's kind of hard to remember, but First Crack with Garrick Van Buren, uh, First Crack Podcast. 
Uh, I had he did a uh, God help him. The man did a thirty six interview, thirty six minute interview with me on the third of uh, June, and I talked about all the uh, all the wackiness that goes into doing my show, which which saves me from ever having to do that here. So I'd like to thank Garrick for that. Um, again, that's GarrickVanBuren dot com uh, slash First Crack. And if you go over to PodcastMN dot uh, com, you can find the links to all that stuff there. And you can also just subscribe to all the podcasts from that that uh, link at that very uh, spot. So that's a great way to just get around that problem. Uh, anyway, uh, please give me a vote at PodcastAlley dot com if you could. If you could just spin on over there if you haven't already this month, I would appreciate it. In fact, please vote for all your favorite podcasts over there because the more numbers we get, the more visibility we get. And that's always a good thing. And uh, what else? Mm, I don't know. Drop me a line at uh, techdiff at tcinternet.net. Head on over to techdiff.com. That link is working again. It was kind of screwed up for a while there. You couldn't get the the RSS feed from uh, from there. But now techdiff.com will take you to the uh, Libsyn site where uh, where my feeds are. And you'll be able to subscribe from there or leave a comment for me or email me or any of that other stuff, any of that good stuff you've got there. And uh, I will be back uh, next week with more new material. So till then, have fun, have a nice week, and uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.